and uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Rob Henderson. We are here to talk about uh, Succession uh, Season 4, Episode 1. Uh, we did a, uh, uh, a previous podcast that we'll link to on the first three seasons. Um, and yeah, we just had uh, the Series 4 premiere a few nights ago. Uh, so Rob, uh, what did you think about... Um, First of all, how much did you did you go back and watch? Because I it's been a while since the uh, end of the third season, so I went back and I watched mm. the final three episodes of season three. Did you go back and refresh your memory at all? No, I watched. Uh, I actually watched some like a YouTube recap of everything that had happened. It was a very sort of abbreviated, like I don't know, eight or ten minute YouTube clip, just a, a sort of a snapshot of everything that happened in the first three seasons. And yeah, but I, I didn't, uh, I didn't go back. I, I have like a vague recollection of, you know, it was long ago, but it wasn't that long ago that I remembered the finale very well of the three Roy kids attempting to unite against Logan and, and then failing miserably in Tom's betrayal of Shiv. And, you know, that was like, that's where I figured they would, they would kind of pick up from there. Uh, and then yeah, Tom and uh, Tom and Greg's loyalty to one another uh, and they call you know they call each other the, dis- the disgusting brothers now in this uh in this season <laughs> premiere which yeah, uh, like well, yeah. I, mean, I didn't quite understand that was that like because they betrayed the other family members why did they call themselves the disgusting brothers or, or is that a reference to something sex. that i didn't understand i think it's reference to sex stuff because shiv at the end stuff. tells uh uh shiv at the end tells tom oh you know you and gregor she's accusing him of like going out with other women and he's oh, like oh you and, uh, models you and greg and... calls yourself the disgusting brothers now right so i think that's what it meant they're just like <laughs> so, they're so just, it's not a reference to anything though or i should have looked this up just, but i didn't they're, they're just their being silly they're just being ridiculous i think yeah. it's their i think it's their kind of humor uh the uh top yeah i mean greg's uh Greg's, uh, if you go back and watch, it was sort of a minor thing, but Greg uh, sort of coming into his own as a ladies' man was sort of a theme in the uh, end of season three. So he goes out with that girl, Humphrey, mm. and then he trades up for, like, he's going for the princess, right? He's like, say, that, that princess or countess when he's, they're at the, uh, uh, the oh, Roy's right. uh, parents, uh, <laughs> the uh, Roy's mom's wedding. Um, and so now in this one, you know, he's got some Instagram influencer and he's bringing her to Logan's uh, birthday party. And he's like, yeah, just feeling her up in the, uh, in the room. Rummaging um, to completion. Rummaging to completion. This is what he said. He said that, uh, well, well, Tom asked, like, did you, did you like have intercourse? And Greg responded, well, well, we were rummaging through each other's clothes. And then Tom asked, well, did you rummage to completion? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and that's when he told him that uh, Logan has the whole the whole uh, apartment is is surveilled. Yeah. So you better go tell Logan before he sees that video. <laughs> and then I like when he went and told yeah, Logan. Yeah. He said he said I was disgusting, but he sort of like admired it, which I really loved. <laughs> and then, yeah, later what he what he uh, what did he say? Logan was like, uh, "Who wants to smell Greg's finger? Guess you know, guess the <laughs> smell, and you get a buck." Like, Logan but, is like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's funny. Like Logan is is you know ostensibly this like cranky old man. But, you know, like that, knowing him, you know, like, I think there have been sort of uh, innuendo about him being unfaithful in the past. And like, you know, he's he's seeing different women and like Logan has lived a very full life. Right. So, yeah, I, like, I don't think there's anything you could say to that guy that would actually shock him. Yeah, it's more than innuendo with that uh, with that younger uh, woman. Uh, what's her name again? Uh, oh, his the, assistant, uh, he, he, his assistant yeah. slash confidant. What does she call herself? Assistant, confidant, friend. friend yeah, um, I thought yeah, she yeah what is her, Logan Roy's uh, assistant? 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's did you? So one thing I Carrie, you know, one of her the, name, Carrie. Yeah, one of the things I uh, I. Uh, uh, I'm glad I went back and watched the last few episodes. I didn't see was that um, they were talking about uh, that, like Connor found that uh, in, in uh, Logan's smoothie, they were putting in some kind of uh, some kind of nut or something. And uh, he's like, "Oh, this is for potency. This is for like the sperm to be swimming." And so they think that they were thinking that Logan was trying to have a baby uh, with Ooh. this younger woman. And, with Carrie. Uh, yeah, yeah, Carrie. He's like, you know, and Connor's like, why do you think he's chopping on walnuts? I, mean, I guess walnuts make you make you more potent. And so oh. this is a, you know, this is something that could, this is something that could happen. Yeah, I. Um, so this episode. Uh, so, anyways, I want to say about um, uh, Greg because I think Greg is important. I listened, went back and I also listened to part of our uh, uh, previous discussion, and we were talking about Greg as like the um, as like the everyman, like the eyes through which the viewer. The viewer sees themselves, um, right? Mm. Uh, he's just like he's, you know, he's an average guy who's not, you know, too smart or too dumb or, you know, any anything. There's nothing. Really he's sort of failing about. up, yeah. He's he's failing up, and uh, so I thought one, th- you know, one thing I think we speculated on or we thought is like he would like develop into a um, like a hero of a kind, like he would become mm. like I don't know, like he would like put his foot down and say we should. We shouldn't be attacking liberal democracy like this. We should, you know, respect our elections and democratic institutions or something like that. I don't know, something like, you know, a less uh, over the top version of that. Uh, but no, he's just becoming like a guy who wants to have sex with like every woman he sees. And that's like the only yeah. thing that like Greg is into now, which is like what the average viewer is like, I think. And so I, I really, I sort of, I like the way. Greg is going, and I wonder where. I think there's a realist, like he's a very realistic character. But yeah, I mean, like you, you, I think like other shows would would sort of like yeah, make him the main sort of you know from change him from a background character to the main character. He slowly will sort of rise and ascend and uh, become yeah, like I mean, he's he's still arguably the the most ethical character among like the the young among the sort of the younger uh, Roy uh, family. Uh, at least compared to the siblings and, and compared to Tom, but he, and, and he is right. He's, he's slowly learning, right? Like he is a different character than Greg from season one, but he's still like fumbling and kind of like a goofball. And, you know, he brings this Instagram influencer and, and Carrie pulls him to the side, uh, Logan's assistant. And she's like, how long have you been seeing each other? Like, is she from the apps? Like, who is this person? And Greg is like, I don't know. Like he doesn't understand that he committed this social faux pas, like bringing uh, like a random girl that no one's ever met over to this uh to this uh you know private event for his uh for his uncle's birthday party and yeah he's still um he's still awkward right like i loved i loved that scene where logan asks them to roast him and no one really knows what to do and and then then greg is like where are your kids on your birthday where are your kids logan but he's like he's delivering it in a very sort of like like tepid he's stuttering he's uncertain but he's trying to you know he's trying to win logan's favor in this way and then logan immediately shuts him down is like where's your dad still sucking cock at the carnival (laughs) like you know that was that was that was a great exchange but it's it's like um but i think in that way though that that sort of um that vulnerability is like I think it's endearing to Logan. Like that's one reason why Logan keeps him around. Is like he's he's willing to sort of at least try. You know, with Logan when you know, Logan make, like, invites them mm-hmm. to insult him and roast him a little bit uh, among that whole entire group. 
Greg is the only one who's willing to try, even if he sort of fumbles around and he's kind of awkward about it. I think Logan, and then what he told Logan, what he had done, right? Like rummaging around with this Instagram influencer in the room. And Logan smiles and calls him disgusting. But I think some part of Logan is like, he's a goofball, but you know, there's something bold and interesting about this kid. Yeah. I mean, he's really, I mean, he is sort of like a standout, I think for white privilege. I mean, I think he's like, uh, he has these relatives and his success with women is also just because he's tall. He's a tall white guy. And you look at the data gaps. That's like really all that it takes. Yeah. Uh, that will get you actually very far. So being close to money and power through this relation and then just being yeah. tall and being white. Uh, I, you know, they don't, they don't emphasize the race thing in any way, but yeah, it, it does seem like he, he is a very sort of, he is very privileged in a way, despite, uh, despite coming from nothing. Um, yeah. Interestingly though, he doesn't seem hated, right? Like generally, like my impression from like, you know, reading critics, of uh, who write about succession and like you know see what people yeah. post on twitter about the show greg is actually a, a fairly beloved character despite what you're saying like i agree he is like he's sort of loosely connected to this powerful family he's goofy but he's tall and he's like inherited all of this wealth and he occasionally will object to some of their unethical uh transgressions but you know, ultimately, Greg just kind of goes along with it because it's it makes his life easier and convenient, and yeah. But, but yeah, so so despite yeah, like his him. inheriting white privilege, yeah. they still like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. Uh, I guess that's a very 1990s thing. It's like, oh, you forget that he's a white ma- white male, and you just say, oh, well, I like him because he's you know bumbling or you know just uh, sort of you know authentic or something. Uh, yeah, you don't get a lot of that these days. But I guess yeah, if you're saying that people like it, yeah. Maybe it doesn't look privileged. Like just, just it's a relative thing, relative to everyone. Uh, yeah, everyone well, it's it's gradual show. too, right? Like he does start in a in a you know he's a mascot, right? Like the very first time you see Greg, he's wearing the mascot at the carnival, like puking through the eyes of the the mascot, um, whatever mask or helmet or whatever. And you know he's just like a stoner sitting in his car smoking a joint, like he's just like a regular kind of burnout uh, outcast of the family. And he's he's mistreated, right? Like the the show does set him up to be like somewhat sympathetic. Where like remember, like he's 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 literally broke at the beginning of the show, and like Shiv asks him for for money for the soda, and she takes his last twenty dollars. And Greg is like, you know, whatever. Like he's he's like excited to go to California Pizza Kitchen, and so he, like in a way, it sort of builds up, and it's it's sort of like um, they sneak in that that sort of uh, that white privilege idea that you don't really notice until until suddenly he's uh, you know what did what did Tom say? Now we're at the the bottom of the top or something like that. Yeah. Well, there is uh, one scene or there's one scene pretty early where he goes to, um, he goes to uh, ATN um, and he's in his diversity training. You see this, he's on a computer <laughs> and there, and the diversity training has all these, you know, like diverse faces. And then he looks at the room, like the people coming out and there are all these white men. Like that's the sort of the <laughs> one sort of commentary on the thing. And I, I think we talked about this before. Like, I like that there is very little artificial diversity, uh, in this show, Forrest did like, oh, like Logan, uh, uh, Kendall got like the best lawyer and it's like a black woman. Okay. How, how often does that happen? Okay. Not, not very often, <laughs> uh, but at least they didn't make the tech executive, you know, they made him a, a Swedish guy. Right. Um, at least the tech executive was, uh, oh, Gojo. Was, yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, you don't have this kind of girl boss. Well, they have like Stewie, this. but that makes sense too, right? Cause Stewie is like Arabic or Middle Eastern or Saudi or something, right? Yeah, like he's, he's probably he's inherited, I don't know, oil like money or something. He's a successful child of immigrants. That's not strange. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not strange at all. Um, and then like for all yeah. of Kendall's sort of posturing and like his supposed interest in hip hop culture and like his cringe, 
rap performance for for Logan's birthday. I don't remember what season that was, but Kendall has. I don't think we see Kendall with a single black friend, right? Like you, another show could have done that, where like he, you know, pays you know some rap entourage to hang out with him or show up to his birthday. Like Kendall has no black friends, <laughs> so I think that's like a pretty realistic. Well, it still would have been, it would have been funny if he didn't actually bring a black entourage. Like that, that would have been not like the normal thing. The normal thing they do is they just add a black friend, and he's just like any other friend. But oh, like, yeah, you like, a regular, add, like, a, yeah. like oh, I like you know, I, I need an iced tea at my uh, a party. Like that would have been yeah. sort of, that would have been sort of fun. That would have been awesome actually, like to bring I don't know three six. <laughs> Mafia to Logan Roy's birthday. Uh, oh yeah, well there was a wasn't there a scene in season three where they watched some like African performance or something? Yeah, so, oh, but it was man. such a it was it a was, joke. Yeah, yeah, they they all yeah. have no idea what's going on, right? It was a uh, what was that episode? It what was uncomfortable, they, and I think it was supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like oh, here's like this. It was like supposed to be just a goofy woke thing, um, you know the uh, the um, but this ep- this episode. Um, I thought it was, uh, I don't know. I thought it was like sort of, um, I think we're, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, some shows you want to continue, but this one, I think it's sort of reaching, you know, it's limit. Like how, like how many times can you have, like, it's just about four people, right? The show is just about Logan and the three kids. And like, uh, how many I mean, times well, can they Tom, find Tom and Greg, right? Tom and yeah, Greg, yeah, yeah. I think Tom would and be... Greg is a side story. Uh, and yeah. so how many times can like this coalition, like can they fracture to coalition, like fight, make up? Yeah. Like, okay. So we had this era where like Kendall was out, Logan and Rome were close and Shiv was sort of on the outside. Like if you went three more seasons, you're just going to have like every combination of that, like Roman on the outside, like Kendall on the inside. Well, that was actually the beginning. The beginning Kendall was, you know, like the executive or whatever. Roman wasn't involved yeah. in the company. So you had that, you had Kendall in Roman out, Roman in Kendall out. And so like, you can't you can't continue this forever. Like this will get very, very stale. Uh, so I think like four seasons here is like, you know, unless you have a Tom and Greg spinoff or something. Uh, I think the four <laughs> seasons is about right here. Yeah. I think they made the right choice. I was thinking, I think the last time we spoke, I was, I was predicting it would go for five seasons. I mean, I think my, my, what I was thinking would happen is that each season set up like one of the Roy kids to sort of be the successor Right. So, yeah, season one, it was Kendall. Season two, they were setting Shiv up to be the successor. And then three, they, it was it was not quite as uh, explicit. But I thought like Rome, you know, Rome made a couple uh, Roman made a couple of good business decisions. And so I thought he was sort of becoming the the favored kid. And then, yeah, uh, four would be Tom. Right. So that was my, yeah. And I remember it because Tom betrayed Shiv at the end of season three. So then Tom would be the uh, the heir apparent. And then five, it would actually be Greg who captures uh, the seat at <laughs> no, the end. I don't but think I so. think, uh, yeah, it's not yeah. it's not going in that direction. Well, yes, no, right. Mean, that would have been, been that would have been sort of silly because Logan is t- you know tells Kendall at some point like you don't you're not a killer you don't you don't have it. I think I might have seen the same preview as you. They showed it before the show, uh, first episode, so it was I watched that um, and. Uh, yeah, and then to think, oh, Tom or Greg, like these guys have that killer instinct that Logan doesn't see in Kendall. Like, you know, it's very, very doubtful. Like that, I don't think that would be realistic. They could do stuff, but they, I don't think they, I don't think he's going to see them as their, you know, you know, like right here in this episode, uh, uh, Tom is like, you know, trying to saddle up to sort of, uh, you know, try to um, get close to Logan, and Logan is just, you know, we're we're good if we're good. If we're good, and, we're, know, we're oh just, yeah, yeah, we're good if we're good. That was <laughs> that was like a classic Logan Roy line. Yeah, because yeah, Tom was Tom was worried because yeah, he's he's going like apparently, you know, but based on based on what we saw in this episode, that they there's going to be a divorce between him and Shiv. 
you know, they're going to, you know, they, I guess they've been sort of temporarily separated and seeing other people. And yeah, so, so Tom asks Logan, you know, if there were to hypothetically perhaps be, you know, he sort of tiptoes around it. Like, you know, if we were to, do, you know, split, are we, are we good? Logan, oh, for good, you know, for good, we're good. And, uh, yeah. you know, gets up and walks away. And yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that was, that was, I mean, so I think each, each scene and like Logan does this, I think Logan likes to pit the kids against one another. You know, occasionally he'll say things like, uh, you know, he'll say to Kendall or someone, he'll say like, you know, you're my number one boy. And even at the end of season three, when all of the kids had ganged up against him and Logan uh, received the information from from Tom about what they were about to do, uh, he immediately started trying to pit them against one another. And this time it seems like uh, like this season is going to be about like what happens when Logan doesn't have any of the kids on his side. Like he's actually cre- like this is the first time I think that there's ever been a, a situation where all three Logan kids like Logan Roy kids or all the Roy kids are are all like presenting a united front. And I think one tension will be like, will they be able to withstand this? Because all three of them crave Logan's affection uh, and validation. And so will they be able to to stick together as three siblings against their father? Um yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's been yeah, like it was an interesting just uh, phenomenon where he's forged them into this this unit, and they're attempting to work together, right? Like they were working on this. Uh, what did they call it? The the hundred, which was yeah. uh, I actually I, I wrote uh, the Substack meets Masterclass meets the Economist meets the New Yorker. That was yeah. their little startup plan, and then, you know, yeah. like. It was Roman is such like uh, he's you know all of these guys like all all, all of the, the the Roy kids but Roman is like my only concern is that it's so good that I'm surprised no one's done it before you know they're so they're so like self centered and so self important that they just assume that this is going to be amazing and then and then they you know they they decided to pursue um, uh, PGM uh, Nan Pierce's uh, media wow. uh, empire instead. But uh, yeah, th- this was the first time that the, that Logan has received a defeat, right? Like every time any of the kids go up against him, Logan always wins. And this is the first time that the kids prevailed against Logan. I mean, it's kind of ambiguous. They, they, I think they did it kind of stupidly, but they still, you know, I don't think anyone would have predicted that they would they would win that that uh, bidding war. Uh, I thought they, I thought they might have because they needed to. Um, I thought he was going to let them win. And I mm. thought he was bidding them up just so they would buy it. And it was like they pay too much and then they screwed themselves because it seems like they overpaid. Uh, but it doesn't yeah. look like that yeah. because Logan was genuinely uh, upset. He seemed yeah, uh, genuinely disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be good if like they win, but they, you know, they finally win for once, but they, they lose by winning because they, they make a bad deal. Uh, you know, I thought this was, um, it was a, you know, the episode was sort of, I think it was sort of too much like, oh, we're, we're tying up loose ends. Okay. Remember this, uh, PG and think, okay, the Vo- Roy's are going to vanquish, you know, this thing. And we're just bringing Nan out to like, you know, have her, have her be shot. Like, you know, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the show, we're just, it's just sort of tying, you know, we're just tying that bow. Uh, I thought that I was liked, sort of, uh, oh, like, I, like, I liked her reaction like, during the bidding war. It was very much in character with what we saw from, uh, the Turnhaven episode in season two where she's like attempting to be sort of like liberal egalitarian. like she doesn't like money right yeah. like you know, there was another yeah. scene with her and in, in one of the yeah, i think season three where she's looking at the the menu at a restaurant and she's like oh my god these prices you know she she like tries to pretend she isn't rich and she's like oh this is so disgusting this bidding war she's like you know <laughs> what, what are people going to say seven eight nine and rogue yeah. cracks you know he makes this crack like yeah what comes after nine nine b what's um yeah 
and then yeah each time they come to her with a number she's like well that gives us something to think about you know like this this sort of yeah. uh, euphemism and innuendo and she doesn't want to acknowledge what's really happening uh and then yeah. as soon as they come to her with 10 she takes it right away which is like a major drop right in um in turnhaven the turnhaven episode in season two logan offered her 25 uh and now they're only offering 10 and mm. someone I, I someone in in pierce nan pierce's um crew her entourage someone said like it's because pgm is being attacked from the left and so i think it's supposed is this supposed to be like a you know like a fictionalized version of cnn or the new york times or something where like it's not woke enough it's not left enough and so people are like like they're losing audience share they're losing capture in the market yeah um, but those and that's things, why but those it's being devalued be, yeah but that's not reality because those things all became left wing. Like none of those things like held out, you know, during the Great Awakening and lost their audience. Well, they all supposedly sort of Pierce is up. supposed to be like a like a sort of um like a principled liberal, right? Like uh, this is what would have happened to like the CNN or the New York Times if they hadn't gone like hard yeah. left on certain cultural issues. If they had sort of stayed the course died. as sort of centrist leftists. Yeah, uh, and then they yeah. lost a lot of a lot of money, right? Like the New York mm. Times, once they switched over to subscription, like the digital subscriptions, and went all in on the culture war stuff. Like they actually started to to turn a profit, and I think there was a period, right, in like the early 2010s when the New York Times looked like they were about to tank, and now they're actually one of the yeah. few profitable companies out there. Yeah, yeah. The um, the you know the way that um, the way that the Roy's sort of are, uh, you know, are, are, are sort of like shaping the political landscape and, and going, you know, going along with it. It's like, this this thing that they are promoting like racism and hate and, you know, all this other things, but they're, you know, it's like the, it's like the ideological, it's like, it's like showing like a, a, a sort of version of how the world works or like the people like at the top, the really rich people, the network heads, they really don't care about this ideology stuff. And these people, they get like really excited about the ideology and they're like, Oh, you know, they like this talk show host or, or whatever. Um, or they're, you know, into ideas. They're sort of at the bottom and they're, you know, at the end, there's sort of something that's like, you know, they're, they're sort of like, you know, they're, they're subservient to like the bigger goal, which is like making money, uh, which is sort of what makes the world sort of go round, right? Like the DOJ, like the government, like they don't really, they don't really reach ATN, right? They they find them a few times. They bring them for testimony. Um, they don't, you know, they don't really bring them down or threaten their interests, like you know, in the fundamental. Well, I mean, they had that big investigation, but that was because there was a, a crime um, when they're, you know, when they when they commit a crime, they could come after them. But otherwise, you know, they're killing people able in the cruises. To, yeah, like the yeah the. Uh, yeah, what happened to the cruises? The cruises. I'm trying to remember. They uh, they, they there was like sexual assault, and then like. Did people I think die, there was like, a murder or something or a suicide? Yeah, yeah there was like a yeah, someone died murders. on one of the cruise ships. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a death. So that, yeah, they could come after them for that. But basically, yeah, I like the way it portrays ideology as just sort of something that, like, you know, is just sort of something a game for like the masses and like the intellectuals and not like taken seriously. Yeah, it's window like, dressing. Know, I mean, I think they have they have uh sympathies to, you know logan has made like a couple of offhand remarks about like you know i don't want any like gender bender bs you know like he'll say things like that and nan pierce like she attempts like i think she likes the idea of being a progressive like being a liberal you know but but yeah. then like ultimately once they start you know like like what, what did logan roy say like in one of his discussions with kendall which is like real life is a number on a piece of paper it's a it's a fight for a knife yeah. in the mud Right. Like in the real world, like, you know, once you start talking about money, 
a lot of a lot of people's political principles will become you know a bit less but, a but, bit but less it's firm. not true for, but, but it's not true for every cuz nan we, we just said that they uh they uh were like principled liberals or whatever oh, that's, good that's a good so, point too and, and so, yeah and so yeah. the, and so the um, logan's logan's brother doesn't he give yeah. up his fortune or something for global warming like reasons doesn't oh, he, right. doesn't he get to greenpeace yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. So yeah, the, some people do hold their their principles. Yeah. Well, we talked about this last time. It was I said this was like this was uh what liberals read or why is everything liberal or liberals read uh uh um, oh yeah conservatives watch conservatives TV watch TV because there is yeah. none of this on the right. It's pure make it's pure making money. It's pure playing to the audience. Uh, right. And I think some of the revelations yeah. that came on Fox News from the Dominion lawsuit, I think they really, I mean, it really, it was probably too, oh, interesting. Uh, uh, it was probably like, like, it was like probably worse than ATN, like honestly, like all the stuff that was in there. <laughs> and so it was like, it's like, this is not too far off from the truth. Um, and so, yeah, but the liberals are different. And I, you know, I think the, you know, I wonder what the politics of the uh, I don't know. I mean, I think like, don't you think there was there's some of that sort of duplicity and cynicism for the the political left too, like the Russia, yeah, like the Russia gate stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a bit of both. Like, you have to pander to your audience, like like Trump wins, and you have to explain it in some way, and like the Russia collusion and all that stuff. Like that was like a, yeah. a way for them to. Describe well, that, how I mean, that, well, Trump won the election. Not, yeah, we, won't, we won't get sidetracked. I don't think that's a yeah, yeah. that's a quite apt comparison. But yeah, we, we'll get we'll get sidetracked. That's a different discussion. Um, sure. The uh, uh, the um, but yeah, I, you know, I wonder what the pol- the politics. You know, we we talked about the politics of the show, and I think it's something along the lines of. You know, some liberals have made this case that sort of cons- conservatism is like more romantic. Than, than liberalism like liberals you know i think there's some self-consumption you you know somebody conservative might say liberals are just sort of like lacking some kind of vital energy or their denial of human nature right um and that's why they're sort of boring like the dad family i love how androgynous they all are like there's like three women and like one guy like in the family circle and like they all look the same and they all sort of dress the same and they all sort of act the same right you don't mm. even have that g- gender dimorphism in this uh, elite liberal family um and so this would be like the conservative position and the liberal position would be like like oh like nazis are romantic or whatever but it's still wrong like liberals are still right about everything hmm. yeah 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 i think the like pitting them against one another like the 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 juxtaposition um yeah i mean you get the impression that the pierces have had their their money for longer and i think like just generally the way that the show like i think it, it does like portray like differences between old money and new money, like even the scenes during the bidding war where um, like Logan was in his sort of like blue blooded, I don't know what that is, like a condo or something during his birthday party. And then all of the kids are in this, like, I don't know, are they in California? Like, where are they? It's like a very nice bungalow. I think they're, yeah, they're, they're definitely not, not anywhere in the East coast. Um, that's when, like, Kendall, know, a lot of sunshine. That's when Kendall, uh, falls asleep in the pool. Is that where where they are? Like when they're during the bidding war, when they're all talking about the hundred, and then and then just switching oh, over the, to yeah, I think they, they might be they might be in L.A. Yeah, they're I think not they're um, either in L.A. or or well, when they when they do the bidding war, I think where's Nan Pierce's place is somewhere like Monterey or something like Northern California. Um, mm. But right, like that is sort of this distinction between like old versus new, right? Like Logan and this sort of old like New York City blue blooded apartment, and then the kids are often in L.A. Or, or California somewhere, and like you know, nice sunshine. 
Um, and they're like the sort of the new generation. Uh, so the, the show tries to like, I think, uh, sort of highlight these, these, these differences, generational differences, class differences, uh, like visually and, yeah. you know, with these characters. Um, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. 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 The way you yeah, the class and the generation and geography and ideology, I mean, it's, all, and, you know, style and aesthetics, I mean, it's all sort of in there. And yeah. like, there is a, what I like about the shows, there's a way to do this where it could be, it's very, it's hard to do this. It's like walking a tightrope. It's hard to do it and not like make it cringe in some way to either make it preachy or make the stereotypes over the top or make the jokes too obvious. Um, but you know they really. I mean, it's a work of genius because they do really sort of. You know, they walk they walk the line very well. I think you know they they overreached a few times. Like I think when he had that one talk show host who's supposed to be Tucker, and he basically he got married and like Hitler's. It turns out he got married to Hitler's lair, and he named his dog Blondie, <laughs> yeah, was... called it you know with an I instead of Y or whatever, or, or I don't know how Hitler yeah. spelled it, whatever opposite of how Hitler spelled. It. I thought that was a little bit over the top. Um, and so there is a, there is a few scenes like that, but you know, ninety five percent of the time, I, I think it's sort of it's playing it pretty straight, and it's not it's not like cringe or another thing is are they very uh, are they in an election year? I mean, Shiv in yes, this episode yes, they, they mentioned talk about, they talk so about what that. year is Connor, it? I wonder. Yeah, it must oh, yeah, be Connor's running. Well, are they in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four? Right, because Connor is still running for the Republican primary. They, he's they, got one percent. No, no, I, I think he's in the general, and I think he's uh, he's trying to maintain one percent. And they say we're on the verge of a consequential election. They say it's. I think they even say it's ten days away. So oh, is I think that right? We're in November twenty four. Like twenty two. I don't Probably. know if COVID does. Does COVID exist in this world? I don't know, but it, so it could be twenty twenty. I've never seen them make but, mention of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. We, well, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so COVID I'm glad that they don't do that. So I hate it, when they put COVID in the movies or shows. Yeah. There was a um, – so, yeah, it's, it's an election. Usually they're, they hew very close to reality because when Roman is talking to uh, uh, Matson, the JoJo guy, uh, he's like, oh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg once told me. So a lot of shows they would just make up. Like they wouldn't say Mark Zuckerberg. They would say, uh, you know, Jack, uh, you know, Zuckersmith or something. Like they would just make up like something. But like, no, in this world they have – the economists, they have Substack, they have, you know, they have Twitter. They're they're checking Twitter, yeah. they're not checking like Totter or something, right? Like this is what shows oh, yeah, yeah. So, they, so they have a real speak. yeah, so it's very close. It's it like basically exists in the real world or as close to the real it's world the, as you can get. It's the real world, just like Fox News doesn't exist and like Trump doesn't exist. But like yeah, Fox News is uh, yeah, and yeah. everything else is pretty much the same. Yeah, I liked to uh like you know, the the opening theme when they play that sequence. They usually they have the 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 cable news with the Chiron, right? Like the banner, yeah. and each season it's different. And this time it was something like you know, like like China hack may entomb forty million Americans in their self driving cars. And then there was another yeah. another clip in the theme, you know, the opening theme, and it was something like you know, deep state blunder at an NBA, you know, at an NBA game or something like that. Uh, and they're never like they're never too they're they're like always silly and a little over the top. Like well, I think last season it was like uh, the the Cairo that they played was a gender fluid illegals are entering the country twice. Um, yeah. So so yeah, like uh, um, what I wanted to say something about um, there's another one. It was yeah. I smiled at her by the photocopier, and now I'm being chemically castrated. Wait wait what what is this? Oh right, I did see that. I remember yeah. that that was so good. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I think that's season one, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I, really I, I, I didn't know they changed. It. I thought they were similar, but I, I remember seeing it. Um, yeah, it's funny. Chemically have, uh, castrated yeah, but, by the photocopier. Yeah, no, no. I, think I, I wonder if like, har- I think it's sexual harassment law. He smiled at right. her, and then like liberals chemically castrated him or something. 
Oh, right. Yeah, it's not yeah, a technology. Yeah, yeah. It's not a technology. That's why he smiled at her. It's not a technology thing. It's a, uh, it's a, the, this is what they do to men now. Yeah, right, right, right. It's an anti-male, part of the anti-male campaign. Um, yeah, I wonder, like, if each season, like, it's supposed to represent the zeitgeist for that year. Yeah, because um, Deep State wasn't something, like people said before, Trump. Like, that was really yeah. like, a Trump invention. Suddenly right, there's a yeah, Deep State blunder. But then, how? I, I, you know, this is probably getting, like, too, you know, like, the, I don't even know if they would have an answer to this. But, like, who uh, introduced the term Deep State in the succession world that it would become, like, mm. a part of ATN's news cycle? Um, would yeah. it be, like, they have that guy, right? The, uh, you know, they, they call it, I think, Shiv or someone called him a fascist who uh, the Roy family or Logan Roy is backing for the presidency. Um, yeah, that yeah. young, you know, kind of youngish guy. I can't remember his name. Um, Shiv is like very, very much against. Who's, I like uh, Connor. There was a guy yeah. named, uh, who was the, uh, Shiv was talking to one of the transition teams of Jimenez. Now, is that the democratic candidate in this universe? I think that's the, yeah, that's the democratic candidate. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Shiv yeah. was always a democratic operative. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's very close. Like, even the Bernie Sanders, they have a Bernie Sanders politician. He's very close to Bernie Sanders. There's like a, even a Marco Rubio, oh, yeah, you know, like, dinner. Um, yeah. So what's that? What's the guy's name? Who's supposed to be the, the quasi quasi Nazi? Uh, that's, yeah. What's uh, his name? Succession Men- Is it Menken? It's Menken. It's HL Menken. That's that's what's funny about it. Yeah. They they do take this reactionary sort of name. Oh, Jared. Menken, Jared Menken. Yeah. Although Menken, it doesn't fit because Menken was not was like anti-Christian. A libertarian, and this guy is supposed to be some kind of uh, racist collectivist. And Menken was racist too, but he was a libertarian. He he doesn't fit into this sort of a this sort of a collectivist ideology. Um, mm. Yeah, and so either Menken's going to win, or uh, you know, I think Menken's probably going to win in this universe. Um, that would be the like most interesting had, outcome. I, I think it needs to for the plot. I think it's you know, the plot is going to be like. Oh, liberal democracy! I like think he, he declares fascism and like executes the Roy's, or they like or something. It'll be funny. It'll be executes funny. Or like the they become like state propaganda. They become state propaganda, like explicitly. It, it's going to be, you know. I think that I, I I tend to think this is that's what this is building to. It's sort of building to a uh, uh, a sort of a political conclusion that's very you know uh, in accord with the times. Interesting. So, you, well, with the times, like the current times, like in the real yeah, world, yeah, you like, mean? Oh, like Trump, the sphere of fascism, democracy, fascism, blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess that. I mean, yeah, it's it is kind of um, yeah, it's a dark, it's a dark show, despite its comedy. So, and that would be, I don't know, that I guess it would make it profound. It would be more profound if. Uh, yeah, and, and people would and, write and, about and, it and more. That would be. That would be like it would be distinct from like the way it's been up to this point where it's been, you think there's sort of no point. They're just businessmen and they're just, you know, they're screwing each other over and they're trying to make as much money. Uh, but like, that's just, Oh, something is really happening in society. And like their decisions actually do have consequences. Hmm. And yeah, they back this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could, I could see that, especially if he wins like next, next episode, like if most of the season exists after the election of, of Mencken, and yeah, he starts, he starts like declaring, you know, martial law and like, yeah, yeah, like overturning and signing executive orders. And, or he loses the election uh, and then tries to steal it. Well, that would be, that would be too close to current. I think that'd be like, too on the nose. Yeah. yeah. If it's a close election, <laughs> then it would be like, uh, yeah, that'd be kind of lame. Uh, well, I like, I liked Connor debating, you know, sort of openly discussing whether he should spend a hundred million dollars to hang on to his 1% in the polls. Yeah. 
and people were, you know, you know, people were asking, well, does that mean, you know, if you spend hundred million dollars, will you win? And his girlfriend, uh, it's like, God, no. And, uh, he says, it'll, it'll keep me in the conversation, right? It'll keep me at 1%. Um, yeah. and I, I wonder like how often rich people will spend, you know, like hundreds of millions of dollars knowing they won't win the presidency just so that they can continue to like uh, participate in the debates and get quoted in the newspapers, do an occasional interview on CNN or Fox, you know, just yeah. like, yeah, literally to be part of the conversation. Well, at least like, no, okay, I'm not going to win, but I'm going to like be, uh, be oh, seen. I mean, I'll have a, very, I'll have a very, very, very rarely. I mean, we, we don't see rich people doing this a lot. We saw, uh, we yeah. saw the, um, uh, what like was Bloomberg, that guy right? Like Michael Bloomberg in 2020. You know, oh, like, he was trying. Uh, he was trying to win. No, he 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 saw. A pass. He was, I remember that there, there was like a real estate. Like people thought it was going to be Sanders, and he needed like the DNC to. Like people didn't think it was Biden. They thought it was faltering, and so he had a path. Mm-hmm. He was just going to. So he was he was trying to win. Um, and the uh, the other one is that other that California Tom Steyer, um, mm. try, uh, but he lost. The uh, Starbucks guy uh, tried to. Oh right, him, Schultz. Lost. Floundered, yeah, he floundered. So he didn't spend. He, he saw it wasn't realistic and didn't do it. Uh, politicians do this, I think. Politicians do this because you know they're politicians. That's sort of what they do, and you know they're going to get the conversation. But like a billionaire, like if someone like Mark Cuban, like he spends all his money and gets like one percent, he'll be a he'll be a bigger joke than if he you know than if he didn't run, right? I mean, I, I think you need more than one. Like it, it was really stupid. I'm like, I don't know if this is supposed to be realistic or it's just like Connor is just supposed to be stupid. Like that might just be <laughs> like oh, I have one percent. If I go to point four, like I won't be in the conversation. Like do you, do you know if like Kanye West got one? Kanye West brought last time. You know if he got one percent and he said like I'm sure he didn't, but like do you know if the Libertarian Party candidate got one percent? Like nobody cares. Like that doesn't make you part of the conversation, right? Uh, so yeah, it's a very. I think it's just him being dumb. Yeah, well, I think he's been kind of, he well he's been portrayed as a buffoon, right? Like he's not even a he, he's. You know, we, we mentioned before, like, okay, it's, it's, it's Logan and his three kids. And then, you know, you got Tom yeah, and Greg. And then Connor's not even, <laughs> Connor's not yeah, part of the conversation. Him. You know, funny enough, like, he's actually not a part of the conversation. People talk about this show, except as a, as a sort of an afterthought. And he's not even in the room when Logan asks people to roast him, right? Like, you would expect, you know, like, Logan, you know, if Logan asks people to roast him, like, you got cousin Greg there. But then Connor isn't even in that room with them and is just like, yeah, not really a part of the part of the family dynamic in that way. The siblings don't yeah. even ask him to join them to unite against against their father. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Connor's yeah, an I don't, interesting. Does he even have, yeah. a, does he even have like official like? I don't know if he's like I even on the boards stake. and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't does he have a stake? I, I, so. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, it seems like yeah, there's the other. So. He he seems to hate, but Logan no, doesn't. I don't know if Logan doesn't hate him as much as I was gonna say he doesn't hate him as much as Kendall, but I can't even I can't even remember Logan interacting with him. Like he might not even like might not even remember who he is. <laughs> it really doesn't. I don't think he thinks about him much at all. And he really seems yeah, to hate Kendall. I think he Logan keeps his kids around. Like Logan, I think he he kind of likes having his. I, I think like one of the purposes of the scene, the, the 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 this episode, right? Like they called it the the Munsters. And Logan is clearly unhappy, like, you know, grumpier than usual at his birthday party. You know, the scene where they sing him happy birthday and he turns around and rolls his eyes and he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, he's, you know, mm. and then he sneaks away with his body man uh, to go get dinner. Um, I think he, some part of him misses having his kids around because they're the only ones who will say no to him or challenge him or, um, you know, like, like, like make jokes at his expense. Like Roman will like, you know, put him down or tease his dad a little bit. 
and because they're the only ones who can get away with it, right? Like when when Logan asks um, the guys to roast him, like one of his underlings, like he starts, you know, like laughing awkwardly, and he's like, "Logan's a tough old nut," like trying to (laughs) insult him without actually saying anything offensive. Whereas, like you know, Roman would would like you know make like an actual offensive, like he might have said what Greg said, right? Like he would have said, you know, like something on that level of like, "Where's your kids?" Roman couldn't say that, but he would say something. Roman Roman Um, really does he needle? Does he need? Does he need a? Uh, I think Roman, Roman does it subtly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. he does. Um, does he? I mean, you think of an example. Because I'm trying. To I think can't think of, of an example off the t- off the top. I mean, he'll. Yeah. Does he needle his dad? Well, I think he needles his siblings more so than his dad. But he will. I mean, I. I yeah. I think he's. I can't. Yeah. Again, no. Ex- yeah. Example off the top. But yeah, he has said things that are like but there's no malice behind it you know so, no no he's think, very like, he's very you can tell he loves his dad maybe maybe more than any of them like when you know when the mats yeah. and the jojo guys like you know when's he you know when's your old man gonna die and he's like well you know that's we're talking about my dad there so whatever someone like makes an insensitive remark or wants to go like he really he does he does come to his defense uh while yeah. kendall is sort of i don't know i, I think they are uh, very serious yeah. right kendall doesn't really joke around he he like anytime kendall has like an upbeat um demeanor it just comes across as cringe right like what the very first scene i think of this episode he like comes into their their you know california bungalow and he's like hey Romy, you know like what's up man like just it's just like it doesn't come across yeah. as authentic well the, the um, opening scene of the entire uh, uh series when he's uh he's listening to that rap music that's what he's talking about that, <laughs> the black, you know, black friends or whatever yeah he's just like a yeah. like he's like an ad, it's like sort of like a very adderall sort of type a like really striver uh kind of guy uh yeah, yeah. I think that's with his addiction yeah, issues yeah. shiv will joke yeah. around shiv is like she can do a bit of both right like shiv is probably yeah. the smartest of the kids and she can joke around and 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 also is like extremely intelligent and, yeah. and very ambitious um, i think she's the yeah she might be the tough she might be the toughest uh of them all uh logan yeah rome can yeah kendall can't handle I'm trying to remember. That's one reason I do want to go back and watch. How did Logan and um, uh, uh, Kendall have that falling out? Now, Logan wanted Kendall to take the blame for the uh, scandal, right? Um, right. But why was it? Was there something that motivated? It? Did Logan? Did Kendall have like a failure or something that like made Logan say, "Okay, he's oh, dispensable"? Like, there must have been something that he where he lost like why respect. Him? Or did yeah. Kendall volunteer? No, no, no. Kendall didn't volunteer, right? Because Kendall ended up like betraying his father uh during that press conference so yeah i don't recall what the what events led up to kendall deciding to or like why why logan decided to pin the uh the the cruise ship stuff on on kendall and not tom right surprise oh well the reason why it wasn't tom is because she asked yeah. They were both. It was Kendall and Tom. Oh, maybe Tom became after Kendall um, because Kendall uh, t- went to the uh, FBI, and then it was that the Tom was worried about it. So I think that's that's how that was the sort of the uh, the progression mm-hmm. of it. Um, but okay. I'm still, still trying to remember why. Uh, you know, we'll I will go back and I'll go back and read about it. Or yeah, watch yeah, I can have a have a look in the at, at a later yeah. at a later point. There's not but... a lot, you know. The, the scenes, you know, when I went back, I watched. I went back and watched Better Call Saul, and Breaking Bad, and. This show doesn't have like if you're talking about like the plots and like what's happened, not a lot of stuff actually happens. Like the entire show, like Logan was unhealthy. Um, hmm. They, you know, it's like the plot. Like you could summarize it pretty quickly. They had that, you know, ATN scandal. Um, 
they were worried about the, you know they were worried about that uh you know it, it, the scandal is left it turns out that they're okay and then they have this you know thing where they're going to sell the company um and you know to, and then logan you know they turn on logan and logan blah blah, blah right uh, like in the sort of the grand scheme of things like nothing nothing that much uh happens um which i think is you know it's okay i, I think it's like uh uh i think like a lot of things are like this like important things are rare right if they're happening oh you ever see the show silicon valley it was another hbo show i stopped watching it after uh several seasons but um like everything is always happening like a company is like blowing up and then like companies are merging and one is being sold to another and like there's a startup it's like i like eventually i just like lose track of the plot and it becomes unrealistic because just there's just too much action uh for you know for a lifetime um and so this is this is sort of not like that. It's a very sort of simple thing, um, but that's why I wonder. Like, you know, it would be sort of genius if it was like there's like these Teutonic plates of like society that are underneath. Like, you've unleashed the Nazis, like the Nazi guy on society, right? And it seems like nothing's happening, and it doesn't matter until one day it actually does happen, right? And then there's like a, there's big consequences for the world. Oh, I see. So, so the idea would be for the first three, three and a half seasons. It's been very low stakes, you know, not not a lot of moving parts, and then suddenly there's a very consequential event. Uh, I don't, yeah, that would be like a, a kind of an abrupt shift in the tone of the series, but, but that's life. Just to that, that's AGI. Something. That's uh, artificial yeah, intelligence. Yeah. That's what they say. They kill us all. Everything's going good, and then yeah. one day our it's like explode. yeah, the, the the black swan event or like some random unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, or COVID, you know, or whatever, like this thing that no one could have predicted, and suddenly it's here. Dies of COVID, no. That would be that would be a terrible. That would be Logan pushes COVID to die. All that dies of Logan dies of gets COVID. the uh, <laughs> Logan gets the Omicron variant, and that's it for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, this yeah, COVID didn't exist in that in that world. Uh, yeah, I guess I could see that. I mean, the whole yeah, yeah. I guess they would. Yeah, if if you want to make it like extra exciting, that would be. Yeah, that would be one way to to do it. I mean, the like, yeah, not having not having the the um, the kids around with with Logan. I think, yeah, they need to introduce some other kind of dynamic to keep it interesting. I mean, you have the conflict between the kids and their dad, but that's kind of always been there. Um, yeah, you can't keep doing that. Oh, they went, they bid like one said bigger number and one said the other number, and it's like you know, okay, like they yeah. can't just like every episode them bidding for like a different product. Yeah, well, I think at a certain point, if it like it could go that direction. I mean, they could do all of this at once. But another possibility is that maybe Roman, like you were saying, I think Roman is the one who has like the he has a soft spot for his dad more so than the other two. And so, if Roman and and Logan were to kind of reconnect and like they could like sort of reintroduce that sort of family dynamic, that family drama, but that, yeah, that's kind of already been done. Yeah, um, that would be boring. Like, like one of more favorites against off. one another. Yeah, one of them peels off, teams up with Logan, and then they beat the yeah. other two. That's that's boring. I mean, that that's like okay, like it was musical chairs, and like somebody ended up on top. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. So who's going we'll to be? Do you think that. there will be a clear successor by the end of the season? I think we're going to have like a black swan event. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I don't think there's going to. I don't think it's going to be like Shiv is running the company or Rob is uh, running the company. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think Logan, despite the facing, he seems to be facing his mortality in this episode. Though, don't you see him? He's walking around. He's very philosophical when he's out with his body bed. He's mm. like, maybe he's got a that disease or something. You know, he's like, he's like talking Pensive. to him about. Uh, heavy topics yeah he's like uh you know are we uh you know he goes nothing tastes the same we have this very weird thing nothing tastes the same anymore like 
But well, I guess like that's ambiguous, just, right? Is that is that because he's maybe has an illness or he's sensing his mortality? Yeah. yeah. Or is yeah, it because he misses yeah. his kids, right? Like because he's missing this part of his life and he yeah, doesn't want yeah. to acknowledge um, that or like maybe like, he's going to die soon yeah. and he wants. Yeah. His, or society is like it's just changed. Like I don't know. It's like a thing. Like oh, he's just like a reactionary. Like oh, nothing tastes the same. Like they make food differently. Or it's like he's sick. Or yeah, he's missing his kids. So it's it's a very smart sort of because it's a very ambiguous statement. He asks him yeah. about you know. What, you know, uh, what do you, you know, what do you think happens when you die? You know, nobody knows. I don't, you know, I don't think there's anything. Uh, so he's, he's talking about death. Uh, what else do they talk about? They talk about one or two other uh, interesting topics, don't they? I think it's, they mostly concentrate on the, the topic of death. I mean, Logan tells him, you're my, you're my pal. You're my best yeah, pal. Yeah, you're my best friend. He says, you're my best friend. He's like, oh, thank you, sir. He's like sort of surprised. And that's like sad. Like his yeah. bodyguard is just stands there, sort of his best friend. The guy he's paying to protect him is his best friend. And Logan, yeah, I think this is like, yeah, Logan doesn't have friends, right? Like someone in that position who's been, you know, extremely ambitious and climbed his way to the top you know you lose you lose people along the way and logan is like you know you can't even imagine logan having friends right like even his relationship with his own brother is so fraught (laughs) like his own kids uh i mean i think like logan is not i mean so so shiv calls logan a sociopath i don't know if he's a sociopath like i think he's capable of like human feeling but um right because like he he does like i think he does like he cares about his kids uh, even mm-hmm. if he expresses it in weird ways, I don't think Logan is like, uh, I don't know, but I guess this is like, this is like a perennial question for like all these anti-hero shows is Tony Soprano sociopath is Walter White. Or yeah. It's all good. Yeah, Ken, I mean, yeah. Logan is a better man than, than uh, Sop- Soprano. Logan does. I mean, it depends on what, what your perspective is. If you think global warming is going to kill everyone, then he's like, you know, he's going to kill more people yeah, than yeah. Hitler as his brother says. Uh, but the, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. you know, when he's talking to, when he's talking to Kendall, uh, like when he's talking to Ken on that at that dinner, uh, like the last dinner of you know uh, the end of season three, um, and he's like, you know, and like Kendall's like, I'm you know I'm a good guy, I'm not like you. Kendall is such a fascinating because he's so deluded, like he's just always doing what his interests are. That this thing like, oh, I'm against my family because they pushed like you know whatever like uh, right wing fascism. It's like obviously so like just about him like losing out and being weak, and like now he's like adopting this sort of ideological you know sort of a window dressing um but then like uh logan taunts him when he said when kendall says i'm you know i'm good not like you logan says oh yeah that kid you know you killed how long do you think he was you know how long do you think he was alive before his lungs started sucking up water right uh so he's like you know he's like uh you know he's he's defending himself and also sort of twisting the knife into uh it, he's you know he's also he has this um his morality is sort of nietzschean right he's like he's like you know he really I, the reason he doesn't want to pass it on to rome because he sees him as like a sexual pervert like rome is doing great and then he texts that photo Text of the dick pic <laughs> yeah and, and then like I, I think he loses interest in rome being his successor uh at this point yeah. so he just sees like these weaknesses and like you know shiv is just a girl and that's like that's like all there is to it and he's always talking about how you know people used to be tough you know he talks about america you know, he talks about america you know we pissed it all away i think he says at some point we came to this country and it was like actually doing something so he's got this like reactionary yeah, you know, Nietzschean nostalgia like disgust with like how society has gone um and so this is you know this is a legitimate do you, do you think tom is worthy then do you think tom is uh is a worthy successor no is no tom i don't is, think tom is you don't think so yeah, I, never said, I think i never said tom is a worthy successor yeah i'm just I'm, well why not why wouldn't he be 
Is he yeah, like why 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 would he? Well, I mean, be he gets pushed around by his weak. wife. I mean, he's a wimp. He has That's you know true. he has difficult. You know, he's uh, he's he's nervous. He's not a. Yeah, hmm. let me think about this more. But yeah, but maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe Tom, maybe Tom in the business. No, Tom is just Tom has not shown. I mean, Tom apparently has been doing competent work. They said he's he's yeah. he's managing some kind of like he's managing the the is he still managing like the opinion shows the primetime lineup or something like that. He's managing it like you know somebody makes a comment at the end of season three like oh you know you're pushing you know fascism or something he's like no 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 that's unfair like he doesn't care but he's like apparently like Tom is like there's a right wing tilt at whatever Tom's doing and it's being successful. So maybe that is sort of maybe that is sort of uh, what Logan he offers to go to prison for Logan. Yeah. Right, which I think Logan respected. Right, there was that scene where you know they it turned out he wasn't going to go, but Logan patted him on the shoulder and said, "I'll remember." Uh, so yeah. I think Logan respected that. Yeah, you're right. Um, Tom being so Tom, Tom has a, a, more of a backbone. Um, he, he, he did, a, uh, you know, he delivered the information. He saved the company from the kids, right? Like he gave Logan the information. He betrayed his own wife. <laughs> like I think Logan, on some level, would respect that that he puts uh, well, the needs of the company not, in his maybe, own self interest. Maybe the op- maybe the opposite. I mean, but oh, so one thing that we haven't talked about is um, how did the kids know that they were going that 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 Logan was going after PGM? There was that phone call very early in the episode between Tom and Shiv, right? Where uh, where Tom calls Shiv and he's like, "Hey, P- you know, uh, people have seen me. I don't know something oh. like I, people saw me with um, uh, Naomi Pierce." Yeah. And Shiv is like, I don't care. You're dating my brother's ex. I don't care. Whatever, you know. And, uh, and he's like, I'm just telling you, it wasn't romantic. It wasn't sexual. Yeah. And I think he was attempting to deliver information to them. And yeah. that's how they kind of figured out that, uh, that yeah, Dan Pierce was about to sell PGM. So he betrayed, he betrayed Shiv, but then he kind of helped her, you know, in this episode. So is this just supposed to indicate his ambivalence, his uncertainty about what he really wants? Um, was that like a last ditch effort to save their marriage? Um, yeah. yeah, that was that was a weird one. Uh, is he, is he trying Thomas. to? Yeah, he's trying to sort of maybe maintain something with Shiv, so they have like a you know he's trying to sort of maybe play both sides, depending you know, for uh, you know uh, so you know whatever happens, he'll be in good shape. But you're right, I didn't think of that. That is very that is very true. Um, yeah, people are gonna be people are gonna be talking. <laughs> yeah, people are saying. Yeah, yeah. I forgot it's, about that. Yeah, I mean, it just came to mind. Just yeah, but that was uh, yeah. I don't know what to. I don't know what to make of that. Maybe you know, maybe it'd be apparent in the coming episodes because it was very much a reversal from what we saw yeah. in season three, where there was yeah. that sort of dark uh, interaction between yeah. Shiv and Tom, where Shiv said, "I don't love you," and immediately after, Tom goes to Logan with the information that the kids are planning to betray him. Yeah. And then and, there's the baby uh, stuff. He's trying to have a baby. He's trying to have a baby with her, and she keeps like, you know, oh, I'll freeze my eggs maybe in ten years. Like, you know, it's like she's obviously <laughs> not trying to do that. And yeah. and I think that like realizing that like she wasn't serious about having kids, I think was a was another one. Um, the uh, yeah, I, you know, the, one reason I think it won't be. I mean, they did it. The one reason I don't think it'll be as simple as somebody's just the successor. Maybe somebody will be the successor, but it's going to be like, uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, in a different world is because they didn't have to make the election. You know, they didn't have to start the season, uh, you know, 10 days before the election or whatever it is. Um, and so I think there is a significance, there is a significance to this, um, you know, what it, what it is, you know, we'll, we'll see, but I, I don't think, I don't think that's just going to like 
you know, you're going to have a new administration. It's going to do something, and it's going to have some tie-in to the to Well, the couldn't it? I mean, I guess they could create um, obstacles in the plot with, uh, like, if Jimenez wins, right? Like, now they have a Democrat president. If they start going after, I don't know, corruption in the right-wing media, or they just, like, lose audience share. I guess it usually doesn't go that way, right? Usually the the, the media of the opposing party tends to get a greater sort of share of the audience and more sort of support, right? Because it makes people angry. You know, when Obama was president, yeah. Fox News was doing well. When Trump was the president, the New York Times was doing well. But I guess it could be like if Jimenez wins and like goes to war against Logan Roy and ATN and says like, you know, whatever, like like uh, enact certain policies or restrictions around, you know, hate speech. I don't know. Maybe that could no, also no, be. Uh, uh, no? Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. No, no. no. All right. This is like, I think this is right wing fantasy porn. I mean, the idea that liberals are going to do do this this stuff, and I don't think that that's like I don't know what the politics of the. Uh, show. This is actually, I think some. I'm, I wonder. Like, I would love to see the sort of the uh, political breakdown of like who's watching Succession, right? Like, uh, it's it's probably liberals because conservatives are watching. You know, Duck Dynasty or whatever, whatever <laughs> they're watching. I mean, just just the fact that it's a sophisticated art form is is going to make it like more of a liberal show. I mean, do we um, know that for? I mean, I, I think like like culturally, that's probably true. But I would like to see because I mean, there are there are plenty of college educated Republicans, right? Like, it, I mean, things have, like political realignments have occurred and everything. Yeah. But I, I still, you know, there's still like plenty of sort of middle class college educated I suburban think, Republicans. Yeah, a lot of college educated middle class Republicans are like Christians, and they're watching old or they're watching old movies. Uh, yeah, I think HBO. I would be surprised yeah. if HBO. Like, I, I would be surprised if there was an HBO show that like was politically even. And then, like mm. political dramas, I think Probably, this is more of a liberal. Yeah. I think this is a more of a liberal thing. Let's see, uh, political breakdown, HBO viewers, and just because the profanity mm. and stuff will, like, you know, uh, alienate some conservatives. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, they tend to be. I think HBO viewers, at least like HBO Go, like the streaming platform, does tend to skew relatively young. I think. So um, and, it, it and says here, this is something from 2012. Says Democrats like HBO more, and Republicans like Showtime. Um, Huh. Let's see here. Interesting. I don't know what Showtime. What, what, what is that? What is Showtime? It's just like. Uh, but Yellow Jackets is on Showtime. Yeah, it's Yellow Jackets, Dexter. Let's see. Favorite TV shows of Republicans versus Democrats. Oh, did you ever see this before? So it was like Democrat that. favorites, Real Time with Bill Maher, John Stewart. Okay, yeah. this is very dated, but you know, you get the idea. Uh, Colbert, uh, The Newsroom, uh, HBO. Uh, so, like, who has HBO shows? That uh, show sucked. <laughs> well, liberals like it. Uh, Republican favorites, uh, like Blue Bloods. So, cop stuff, Damn. Hallmark movie original. <laughs> <laughs> house Hunters. Okay, real estate, buy house homes. Hunters, like, like reality TV. Yeah. Flip this house. Uh, revolution on like, NBC. Do you know what that is? I don't. I don't know what that is. No. Uh, talking. Talking Dead. Uh, Big Bang oh, yeah, Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, American Idol. So yeah, base a lot of basic cable. A lot of basic cable. I think that's a. Uh, uh, mm. That's more of a Republican thing. Um, and the yeah, the only HBO. Yeah, I would be surprised. I just I just think HBO is a as a liberal quoted like a general like, yeah say, liberal band yeah. do, do you see daily wire talking about succession i, I don't uh, do you see, i see like the new yorker these uh, like new york times yeah yeah the sort of prestige like, liberal oh, media by the way did you see the succession podcast um uh, it's with Karen I, I, I haven't that? listened 
I haven't, I, I haven't either, but it's, it's interesting that Kara Swisher is doing it, right? Kara Swisher is like this big New York Times tech reporter. Oh, but you know, misinformation, blah, blah, blah. Um, I know. Uh, I yeah, think I, I listened to an interview with her and Sam Harris a couple of years ago. She really uh, despises Sam Harris. So yeah, she's like, yeah. you know, she's like very hard left progressive. So I, I, yeah, it'd be interesting, like what she would say about this show. But yeah, I guess, okay, uh, that, that sort of supports supports your point that uh, if, she, if Kara Swisher yeah. is talking about succession, it is like a very much like a appeals to liberals. So I'm looking at like just under news on Google, like succession, like what's mentioned it, NPR, CNN, Politico, New York Times, IndieWire, uh, The Guardian, uh, Entertainment Tonight. I don't see a single cons- slate. I don't a courts. I don't see a single conservative media outlet. Let me see. Let me just put it. Uh, New Yorker. Uh, let's see. Daily Wire. Like, will we find oh, a single thing about Daily Wire? Yeah, I can't. Imagine. Oh, well, there is. There is a. Okay. Uh, so there. Here's a. He- oh, they do have a couple headlines in Daily Wire. Uh, this is funny. Succession star Brian Cox defends J.K. Rowling's trans stance, calls her dick critics high and mighty. Okay, so they're only interested in it if somebody like takes a right wing cultural position. Succession star Jeremy Strong calls acting his quote religion. It is a sacred matter. Okay, they're like making fun of like this, you know, uh, this Hollywood, atheist, like a right? feet Hollywood actor. Yeah, yeah, so conservatives just don't. I mean, this is what they're probably they have no intellectual interests beyond like, oh, somebody <laughs> said, um, uh, you know, well, no, 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 I penises. think like there, there are like high toned, like right, you know, yeah, yeah, right leaning out. Like, so I think like the National Review, the Wall Street Journal, they would, they would discuss, um, no, they, they would discuss succession. You know, yeah, I'm they, sure, I'm sure they've done something on on succession. Let me see. National Review, um, no, because National Review would like to the extent that they're interested in culture. Uh, it's often movies. It's often stuff that's old. It's not usually like the latest oh, TV sure show. Yeah. Okay. So succession. I just googled National Review succession. I got nothing. I'm looking. And what was the other thing you mentioned that uh, might have discussed it? Wall Street Journal. Uh, Wall Street no, Journal. I, I Huh. Well, let's see. Redraw the line. Okay. Yeah. There is a, it, it, there's a show up. There's a couple of things in, uh, yeah, there is, there are some Wall Street Journal articles. So there's, there's one. There's a few. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I mean, I, I count you as part of, uh, the right wing media ecosystem. <laughs> you're writing about it. So, you know, um, what, yeah. We're providing well, a Well, unique- okay. So they have something in the Financial Times, which is, uh, yeah, I guess, that, I mean, that's sort of like, uh, you know, it's, it's like pretty, you know how much the Financial Whatever. Times costs? It's like you know, it's like a, it's like hundreds of dollars a month. It's like you know, it's like not a not reaching a big audience. Yeah, it's a yeah. Very, well, it's reaching it's, like a, a certain segment of economic elites. But no, no, you're yeah. There's uh, there's yeah, very few mentioned that I can see. Wall Street Journal and Financial Times. You're right. The conservatives. Yeah, the, yeah. There's just not a big. There's not a big audience for this for this uh, stuff on the right. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah. Is that hmm? Interesting. I yeah. Not as, not as, definitely not as much as on the, on the left. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. looks like it exceeded White Lotus's premiere by 51%, according to the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, the Wall Street, even the Wall Street Journal story, it's about the uh, premiere. There's one story about overshadowed siblings, so it's taking it and trying to draw like a lesson from it. It's not, it's not deep interest in the, uh, in the show itself, I don't know. I'm surprised you're surprised by this. I, I just see conservatives. As oh, sort I'm not. Of I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that surprised. I, well, I, I guess I am. Supr- Let's see. I'm trying to like my. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm mildly surprised that uh, like there's nothing that I could see in the National Review about it. They I would have expected to do at least something on it, but generally, yeah, I would. I would agree that like yeah, HBO and uh, and any kind of um, 
like provocative. Any kind of provocative TV will appear appeal more to the to the left than the right. But be, I guess yeah, because this specific show is about right, like a like a uh, like a right wing media outlet, you know, loosely based on the Murdochs. I would have thought that like more sort of curious conservatives and Republicans would be would be would be keeping up with this show. Uh, yeah. But I, I guess yeah. I guess apparently apparently not. No, they don't have interest in their interest in human dramas. Is I think like I'm trying to think why like I'm so sure of the conservatives would not be into this, and it's just like they like things that are like you know they like things that are sort of old, like they you know they like old literature that you know those are like oh they kind of universities are like you know reading Shakespeare in a new way, like this is like angers them right? They like like the Bible or they like like Shakespeare or they like like classical music. They don't want to see this stuff be smirched. So they're just not into new things. They're often into cleaner shows. Like they don't like a lot of, you know, they tend not to like a lot of cursing, like swearing, and they're just less chasing, less chasing of what's new. Like, you know, less like, I guess maybe this is just openness to, to experience. Um, And so like, oh, to like wait for, you know, an episode weekly and like talk about it and it's about current. And like, they like, and also liberals like this navel gazing of politics. Like you'll find these like long profiles of the New Yorker about like some, you know, some congressman or some like right wing outlet, like Jacob, I saw one in New York, New Yorker or New York magazine about Jake O'Keefe, um, about project Veritas and like conservatives don't do this. Um, it's just like, you know, two paragraph stories about some lib, you know, made a gaffe or like, you know, they'll be promoting their own, their stings or whatever. But like, Liberals, like you'll find these like human interest stories about, yeah, politics and and sort of the world we're in. So just yeah, liberals are like the like the New Yorker, like uh, you know, like who would write about the Roys if they were real, right? They're talking to Vanity Fair, like Kendall is trying to talk to Vanity Fair. You know, it would be New Yorker, like National Review would not write, you know, you know, a long sort of investigative piece on you know Kendall and Logan's relationship, right? This is just this just tends to be a liberal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of like, um, they're not as popular, but there are right wing, uh, like sort of intellectually oriented out like city journal or American affairs. Yeah. But, but yeah, these are much more shows, niche, yeah. right? Like they don't have they're the sort of, TV shows. yeah, yeah. They're not doing as much on, on, um, you know, as, as, as some of these, like, yeah, Vanity Fair, or the New Yorker, it's different. That's true. And they're, I think yeah. they're trying, but yeah, they, they're just not getting as much of a, of a readership. I also, uh, like my, my general impression is also that, um, I don't know, like conservatives, at, um, yeah, 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 like they're, they, they seem like less willing to, to like subscribe and support things that they agree with. Maybe this is like your, your point, right? Like liberals are more willing to like donate money and petition and all those kinds of things, like support things that they like, whereas conservatives seem like more reluctant to like spend money to support outlets or organizations or things that they like. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an or Atlantic donate. article that I look forward to. The real succession Ed game. The uh so I'm looking at the um I'm looking at the okay this Atlantic has a very interesting article. We don't have time to read now, but it's say it's sort of making one of our points and we'll we'll read it. I'll read it later and we'll put in the links that uh uh you know it's saying nothing serious happens and the stakes are low and it might be shifting directions. Uh that's what it says. So it's it sort of it's it sort of uh it's sort of uh that's pretty much like exactly my my take here. So maybe I think like a liberal and maybe I think like the Atlantic and I think like the uh uh I think like oh, the uh Richard, turning into a lib <laughs> All right. Well Okay. Well, how do you think it's going to be? I don't think you've given me your your opinion on how's it going to end. So, so uh, let's let's see. No, no, no. I, I I think my my yeah. I, I don't have like a lot of confidence in this. I think they could go like like all of the 
all of the avenues that we discussed are, you know, they, I think they're they're all sort of plausible. I'm leaning very tepidly towards. Uh, I don't know this. I, I think like uh, before I saw this episode, I would have leaned toward Tom probably, uh, you know, maybe Greg, but more so Tom uh, becoming the successor. Now I don't actually know. Um, I could even imagine like none of the kids uh, winning over and like sort of self-destructing along the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, yeah. I don't have a strong, I don't have a strong sense yet. I guess I'll like sort of tepidly continue with the possibility that, that Tom will, will become the successor, but yeah, very low, okay. very low confidence in this now because of, mm-hmm. because of that phone call where he uh, warned Shiv what was about to happen. He's not confident, so you- right? He doesn't have that. Maybe he's not a killer, right? He's not a killer. Are you um, so you see? But you do seem like you think that it's. Uh, you do disagree with me that it's not going to be some kind of black swan. Major, the world is going to you know uh, shake under. Oh, our that feet seems. Kind of yeah, I don't think it's going to. Yeah, they're not going to usher in fascism or something. I think like it's just as likely that Jimenez will win, and this will create problems for ATN by having a Democrat president who is hostile to what they're doing. But they did spend quite a bit of time on Mankin, like more than you would have expected for uh like a throwaway character they did introduce him and like showed multiple scenes of him interacting with members of the roy family shiv despises him so but then again like the show could be setting you up to believe that he'll be elected and then jimenez is the one and then this like throw things out of whack and uh and creates problems for waystar royko so yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not as confident as you. I think that like there's going to be this. Black I, mean, I, think, I think it's been done. I think the DOJ like investigation. I mean, I think that the like, problems with the federal government um, has been yeah. done. Yeah, according to this okay. Atlantic you know, piece that I pulled up, you know, it says the you know the you know it says the show's a comedy, sort of a comedy, but dramatically, though, the series has always had bigger, uh, bigger ambitions. Um, you know, there's layers of social critique. Uh, it says the show has a clear indictment of how outsized influence of a few emotionally stunted men can contaminate not just their own families, uh, but the entire world. Uh, so it says mm-hmm. it's you know basically it's not going as far as I am saying what I'm saying, but it's saying there could be some curveballs. Um, you know, and so you know, it does seem to think that this Atlantic art, you know, article does seem to think there could be something, uh, there could be something more there. Um, and yeah, that's what you know, th- that's what I think too. I would be, I think the real world is gonna, I'm gonna predict. I think the real world is gonna intrude in a dramatic way. Not, I think Menken's gonna win. That's that's a prediction I'll make, sort of more, uh, you know, more more solidly. I think you know, a Democrat president goes. You know, trouble yeah whatever i mean we want fascism we want something we want something new and exciting and more dramatic than what we've seen before uh so you'll get menken and then uh i think the, i think the world is going to intrude on them in, in some way you know whether they all end up and also i think that on the human level i think it's going to um you know i think this battle between uh logan and his kids i think it's going to somehow consume them both i think I, they're all of them like i think they're all going to end up pretty badly like you can saw this in like the the uh uh, the bidding over PGN were like, you know, they're driving the price up. So they're all ended, you know, they all end up, you know, whoever wins ends up spending more money and they just sort of want it for him. Maybe the hundred idea, like somebody else picks up the hundred idea and it becomes like the biggest thing in the world. And like, you know, PGN just fails. Tom and Greg take it over and become like, you know, the, the thought leaders like of our generation. Uh, so, you know, something, I think, so, I think something along those lines, I think it's going to be like Shakespeare and like, you know, they're all like, done in by their flaws and somehow the real world intrudes yeah interesting i mean i, th- I think you're right on the 
yeah, they'll somehow be done in by their flaws. Logan will not end up happy. Like, I don't think that I don't see a happy ending for Logan, regardless of whether like, even if he, you know, if he ostensibly wins, uh, whatever form that might take, he's not going to be like, he's not going to end up happy. Uh, Logan's just like, he's not, he's not like built to be happy. Um, like whether, whether he prevails over his kids or his kids prevail over him, somehow he's going to find a, a reason to, to dislike yeah. the outcome. I mean, could this be like if Andreessen was here, he would say, um, uh, yeah, this is the triumph of the overman. Like he would say, Logan is the Nietzschean hero. And, um, you know, he could, he could say, you know, we're not allowed to have this kind of, you know, story anymore. But like maybe he'll say, like, somehow, you know, it could end with you know, Logan on top. And like, what about this? Logan ha- has the baby. Uh, with uh, uh, was oh, with Carrie. Oh my, with Carrie. That's so weird. He's, he's got so he's got a new wife. He's got another fifteen years in him. He's ruling ATN with Menken's right hand man, you know, of White House, and he's just he's triumph and he's happy and he's traded in for a younger wife and new kids and like screw these other kids, they're off doing something else. Like you could imagine a you could imagine a total victory for him. Like nobody expects it because he's so old. I and, guess like, that sick. yeah, that could be. Yeah, like the, so, the liberal HBO viewer would see something yeah, like he that. He would need and to have like, kids because yeah. he would need to have kids because he can't be alone. If he's alone, it's still yeah. sad. If he's starting a new family, like he's having an infant now at like you know whatever age he is, seventy five. Like yeah. who cares? He doesn't need those. He's, he's like a young dad like, again. Like, like the he, rich dad white guy always wins. Yeah, <laughs> there, there would be like a message there of like you know even his own kids can't take him down. Right? Like oh, the, I sort of like that. Now the king stays the king. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, possible. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. So, okay. So we'll, uh, all right. Till next week. Till next week. Later.